0: I'm Dylan Gott. This is John Hastings. We're talking about Dave Meltzer this week. John? Oh my
1: God! Yeah, we are. We, I'm so excited. Dave Meltzer. I want you to know this right now. Dave Meltzer still uses Twitter like it's 2011. For no other oh, example. For no other look. No further than the tweet that he wrote uh, eight hours ago, they had high hopes for him and made him IC champion, but his injuries didn't allow him to perform at the level, um, at the level hoped for, and he didn't get over at that level. That is responding to Mark Denver, who doesn't even have a picture in his Twitter account, and then a a list of numbers and letters as his Twitter name, and it's when KVE uh, was brought uh, into WWE, was the plan to make him one of the top stars, or did they know he would flake out and his time had passed. Can you remember his early months? And he seemed he was uh, over and looked like a star. Dave Meltzer, ladies and gentlemen, still interacting with fans like Trump never got elected president. You
0: know what I like about Dave Meltzer is that he's interacting with fans and like I'm certain that his own kids see him for one meal and it's fast oh and it's messy let's first of
1: all as oh as, yeah, oh, yeah. The review form dylan phil i have to go violently blow my nose or i'm about to throw up boogers all over my computer
0: okay cool dave eltzer was born october 24th 1959 this man is somehow reached the age of 62 years old so fuck his birthday was just recently did he have any birthday wishes who knows but basically Meltzer for the first part of his life loved baseball he loved baseball he always wanted to be a baseball man which certainly is interesting because there's a point in his life where he could have chose between baseball and wrestling and he chooses wrestling which is essentially like hey am I going to be the only person who covers this thing or do I throw my hat in the ring to be actually famous and he definitely chose being a weird guy I was just talking about I I already figured it out from
1: context, but continue. I think I figured it out from context. I want you to explain it to me, but I think I figured it out from context. Go ahead. What do you think it was? Uh, Dave Meltzer had the opportunity to become a legitimate sports journalist and has probably the knowledge, especially with an MMA, to do so. But Dave Meltzer went uh, much like the uh, Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels at the end of Dumb and Dumber. He redirected the fame bus to someone else. And he kept walking down that highway alone. Because let me tell you I this will about say Dave this. Meltzer. Go for it. He's the littlest hobo of, of sports journalism.
0: Ooh, maybe yeah. tomorrow. Tomorrow. We'll
1: settle down. Settle down.
0: But, th- but th- what I want to say about Meltzer is today we're going to respond to some Dave. eggs on Twitter. That's right. Yeah,
1: exactly. But the way that Dave Meltzer sort of manifests his weird fame is any person's point is uh, appropriate. Any point... Uh, an opinion deserves acknowledgement. And mm-hmm. all things around wrestling should be treated with amazing care as long as everyone acknowledges I am the utmost expert at it. And anyone who disagrees with me is very much wrong. Well,
0: it's very interesting to me that this guy chose to be a professional wrestling journalist because a, that's not a thing. Like he's a, he went to journalism school. he's a real journalist. And b, he loves facts and he chose to do the only thing where there are no facts. But he's the, no but I disagree. He's he loves you facts disagree? and and he chose
1: to be a journalist in a place where he controls all the facts. Wrestling is very interesting in that wrestling that is, is basically a world populated by men trying to create their own universes. Vince McMahon didn't like the world so he made his own. Jim Cornette, uh, Jim Crockett couldn't get out from underneath his daddy big da- uh, Jim's shadow. So he's like, look how big, look how great my world is now, daddy. Daddy, Mm -hmm. I took your world and now it's my... Jim Cornette's father was a political mover in Louisville and ran the newspaper. And Jim Cornette went on to be a famous TV star. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's...
0: Yeah, Jim Cornette is very much like how people on Twitter complain about, like... Um, John Mullaney. I saw somebody pe- people. I mean, this is the weird thing we're uh, involved in, where we see comedians tweeting about comedians, but just people complaining about John Mullaney and Nick Kroll having rich parents, and it's like the exact same thing with Jim Cornette, where it's like, yeah, this guy's very talented, but for sure he got ahead because it's like he could fail. He probably went full time at wrestling immediately because he's like, I like it, and if I this was is an utter out, sidebar, by the way, is I saw someone complaining
1: who is British, who I was like, I was like, wow, you, my friend. Are living in a glass house. I'm not going to say who it was, but it was so like it was very much the.
0: Well, we we you did comedy with a guy whose parents live in. He lives in the Tower of London, and he was complain. And you know, he'll complain about stuff. I'm like, you live in a you live in a castle. (laughs) You live. He acknowledges it.
1: He acknowledges it at least. I know another guy. I know more than one person that if you saw where their parents lived, you'd be like, wait a minute, why do you have flatmates? Like
0: you have roommates because it's fun. You're one of those people. Hey, man, at least they're not, you know, some people flex, some people don't. Who cares? Anyway, fucking And let me tell you Dave. who flexes the most. Dave
1: Meltzer. Oh, yeah. Uh, bam, bam. He went, he's got a journalism degree from San Jose University. He walked out and he went, I'm going to start a newspaper to let everyone know about all my tape trading activities. And also this is the thing about to him. discuss a family's murder. Let's never forget. Here's That's the thing. same yeah. newspaper. The same newspaper is the number one source on a f- murder-suicide. Mm-hmm. And for many years, let his friends know what tapes he had available, not for purchase. Which newspaper? For trading. The Wrestler Observer newspaper.
0: The Wrestling Observer newspaper was just report on random murders. So Dave Meltzer also came up with true crime, the genre. Did you know that?
1: I did know that, yes. Because bear in mind, Dave Meltzer uh, says that the biggest moment of subscription for the Wrestler Wrestling Observer was Dylan. Benoit. Benoit number one, Screwjob number two.
0: Yeah, real-life drama, obviously, because that's and this is funny because Dave Meltzer's like, seemingly ultra-nemesis, Eric Bischoff, was right about that, and I still think he's right about that, where he's like, wrestling fans want it to be like a magic show where they know it was fake, but they can't imagine how you did it, and that's all they want. He's 100% correct. That's
1: exactly yeah. what they want, which is the point that it took so much. It took wrestling itself being like, this is fake, and we, to, for fans to finally be like, well, I guess it's not real, but I'll still pretend.
0: We're kind of circling back here. With one point I wanted to make about Meltzer not choosing sports journalism instead of. So, Dave Meltzer, if you look at him now, like sports journalism very much became and has become being on television to the point where it's like every sports journalist is like pretty hot now. Yeah. And... No, it's being a sports journalist.
1: Like Tony yeah. Kornhauser. Would never be never. a sports journalist today. That Tony man...
0: Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon. Michael Wilbon maybe just because he's super charismatic, but Tony, Car- Tony Kornheiser like only was grandfathered in. And for Meltzer, I Michael think Wilbon, he did Michael Wilbon, by make... the way, is the other guy from PTI, correct? He's yes. the other guy? Yeah.
1: yeah that guy's definitely on television because that guy is charismatic in a way... Mm-hmm. That guy is charismatic in a way that all women are lovely. It's just universal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing where... Meltzer, because of his like lack of charisma and his need to like be a super nerd and be right all the time, there's no way Dave Meltzer could ever. I mean, he would be amazing on one, but like being amazing. But a you full know what? episode. Actually, I'm turning full... around on this because like, no, he would be amazing on him. Dave Meltzer should be on... It just be getting so of your... pissed off at Shannon Sharp and oh my playlist, god for not knowing anything. It's just getting
1: so getting into Shaq's face. I don't care that you played for Orlando, you are incorrect on where the best place to get a Cubano sandwich in Florida is Mr. <laughs> O'Neil.
0: <laughs> but like, that's Dave Meltzer, that's that's who he is, and I don't know, Dave but Meltzer, in the 90s he wouldn't have risen, because he was like, although he's shredded as Dick says, he's mad shredded, um, he would've just been like, if he would've had his own AM radio show, it would've just been him listing stats, and people would've been like, can I call oh in? he God. would be like, oh, we're taking a caller? Hey, I'd like to, no. Yeah, and then there'd be five minutes of silence to drive home. No one gets to talk but him, and then more. Yeah, we're not here for emotional opinions. You either state
1: your opinion or you do not state it. You do not say what you would like. This is an adult sports radio show. My name is Dave Meltzer. Yeah, I would like you to know that he it standing. Of course, standing, shirtless, pantsless. So if any sort of um, bathroom break had to take place, it would just be done into a bucket affixed to his (laughs) groin or asshole.
0: Do you think the show would continue un? Yeah. Fettered, go ahead. Do you ever think Dave Meltzer has ever had a dessert?
1: Yes. At his son's you first do. For birthday. <laughs> at his son's first
0: birthday, he sampled the birthday cake and did not enjoy it. <laughs> I think Dave Meltzer Too many things eats going like on Dr. in my Oz. mouth. Yeah, yeah. He eats like Doctor Oz, where he's like has one handful of berries every hour on the hour and sleeps standing up like a horse.
1: Fun fact about Doctor Oz, possibly the world's greatest heart surgeon at one point, and then just took all of that energy and knowledge into television and is now a billionaire. Uh, yeah exactly. Also, he also got so about, good at
0: heart surgery he'd be like I'm going to bring a shaman in just to like have them do spells on the person while oh I do God, this heart that, surgery and it'd be like that, that helped. and they'd be like I guess it did. That behind the bastards which by the way if you yeah. guys
1: are not listening to behind the bastards Endorsen it is the casts sound- all over the place here. It is the soundtrack to our nightmares, by the way, the Wally George episode—that is what I want the wrestler review television show to be, which is just me and I want to Dylan. Listen to that one. Oh my God, you got to listen to it. It is. Let me put it this way: if we decided to go another way with our politics, we could co-host that show. It is just—it was a man angrily like
0: lefty. Or it's Wally called
1: Wally George. Wa- Wally George.
0: Oh, we think we could we could co-host Wally George. Okay.
1: Yeah, we could co-host. Like it's just the two of us yelling at the members of the band Guar over socialism. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Why is everyone smoking? Because we got to cover up the smell of gasoline that's in the studio. (laughs) Now, shut the fuck up. Uh, Uh, Dave Meltzer graduated in um, uh, the late 70s, and in 1980, he decided to... um, I think
0: we're skipping something ahead here. Go ahead. Something from his childhood I do want to touch on is the fact that he was into tape trading, Oh boy, was before he! Before VH, VHS, he was trading audio tapes. What? Yeah, he was just listening I didn't to even like. Do the math on that. He was walking around, I assume, or maybe sitting. You know what? Would have been before Walkmans too. So, young Dave Meltzer, imagine this: at home, sitting, he was sad perfectly in front of the fa- fucking still in front of the family stereo, just had to have been. No, I mean, it could his have been luxurious. headphones. Imagine luxurious that
1: luxurious mullet being blown back. I mean, this is, uh, first of all, I hadn't even put this together. And second of all, this is up there with the lead singer of Nashville Pussy filming a sketch with you and Garrett. And then mm-hmm. just listening to old World Series radio broadcasts on his iPod.
0: Well, that was, yeah. The lead singer of Nashville Pussy <laughs> was DJing a club. He put his iPod on Shuffle because he thought he had time to have a smoke. And then it was just like... We're here at the third inning of the 1992 NLC champ. It wasn't even the World Series, it was the NLC championship. And he would <laughs> Here's how but here's how weird that is. He's like a great guy, but like he also listens to games where they lost. And it's baseball. You're listening to like 3 hours of a guy being like cuz most of baseball is just a guy going you know, I went to the store to get some blueberries today. They were too overpriced, so I've compared the prices of uh, the blueberries in St. Louis with the ones here in Atlanta. Let me say, I might be moving to St. Louis. Oh, that's a ball, too. You yeah, know, a Very interesting you. story. Here's how you really get the most out of your blueberries. So in a much garden. of
1: my childhood is with my father just putting on a baseball game as loud as its music and just driving somewhere unnecessarily. This is my dad's move. Oh, good, the baseball game's on. Oh, are you going to put it on louder than it is necessary for to hear men talking? Yes, I am. Very good. <laughs> what a beautiful oh, day here at Scotiabank Place. I'd like everyone to know that my wife is cheating on me, and I like to smell the wet spot. All right.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, new- going to be popularized. It's known as a cuckold, but right now we got bald, too. Oh. Uh- <laughs> I'll tell you this, with those sturdy hips and that lovely backside, I think Mo Vaughn could really drive it into (laughs) my wife. We got strike one, the count is two and one, of course, to Mo Vaughn, who Uh, will not respond to my calls, (laughs) Mo Vaughn. I can see you looking at your phone, Mo, and then just ignoring the call. That's ball three. Three and one count to Mo Vaughn. You don't want to have that count against Mo Vaughn. What else you don't want to have? You don't want to (laughs) have... Me as your enemy, Bo, because I swear <laughs> to God I will end your career. Uh, um, that's uh, many people would not
1: think that that is a fly ball, a foul ball. That is in fact a foul ball. Also, many people would not think a good Sunday is farting in the bathtub and then biting the bubble. Both things are true.
0: <laughs> you and geez, that, might friend, the is. bubble. That's how you really. Let me tell you what at. that
1: is right there. Uh, that's ball one right there.
0: <laughs> but Meltzer would listen to these audio. So this is the funny thing because oh it is are new school. Gordon
1: Bear in mind, he's yeah. been listening to Gordon Soley. Yeah, just endorse cigarettes. Seeing anything? Yeah, just uh, welcome everyone to Championship Wrestling from Florida. I've had four merit ultralights and three drinks. Let's go to Kevin Sullivan.
0: I would like to roundedly say we're all over the place here, mm-hmm. but I would like to roundedly say why I think Dave Meltzer is probably like go ahead probably a good example for his children, but maybe doesn't spend the most time with them. I will say is because not only does he say it takes 100 hours a week to produce a Wrestling Observer Newsletter, which is 14 and a half hours a day. That's insane. He also is jacked. So that means that he's probably putting in at least an hour at the gym every, we could say every four days this man is putting in minimum an hour at least at the gym. So it's like, when does he sleep? Does he sleep like three hours a day?
1: I don't think Dave Meltzer spends that much time putting together the Wrestling Observer um, newsletter. I, I, I think, think that, that I think that Dave Meltzer parts. thinks that all parts of his life are driven towards putting together that newsletter. In that, like when he's speaking briefly mm-hmm. to his son before he gets awkward and goes into another part of the house, he's like, "That's me putting the news. I'm checking to see if yeah. my son has sources." Have you heard from <laughs> Have you heard from Tony Khan? Noah? Noah. Yeah,
0: he doesn't ask how what's happening at school. He goes, "What's going on on Twitter?" and his de- and his son's like, "I don't I'm not on Twitter. I'm 9." And he said, "Useless then."
1: Yeah, well, I guess Useless. then you. Talk to me when you're like your older brother who's on Twitter. Jack Dorsey is not my older brother, dad. Yes, he is. <laughs> so
0: there was actually this is uh I didn't know this. Well, I knew that Mike Tanay did newsletters before, but Mike Tanay did newsletters in the seventies and Norm Dooley did them in the eighties. And just how funny it is, that does explain the seventies newsletter kind of explains the lack of respect every single WCW announcer had for Mike Tanay. It Mike really Tenet does. Would be like, it's, also... it's a body slam and Dusty Rhodes would be like, No, it's not as he would've taken out of the hay, dropped a bunch of shit on his feet. That's what yeah, I call no, it. That... You dropped the shit, baby.
1: Uh, it's me, Bobby the Brain Heenan. I currently have mouth cancer, and I've given
0: it a name for another cancer. Mike Tenay. How are you, Mike? Mm. It's so funny that like, up until AEW, knowing the names of moves was fucking for losers. And even though it's
1: still modern wrestling, they still have Jim Ross there to interrupt
0: in the middle of <laughs> To and interrupt and the be like, why are you talking about previous things? You should only talk about football. Wrestling is for shame.
1: Yeah, that is a, and that was a planche JR. JR. Uh, I prefer a burrito, actually, Excalibur, and I'll ask you not to re- speak to me directly. Anyway, <laughs> now, now for a long-winded story about my wife named Jan, who's passed away. No, Jim, no, not on the mic. No, Jim.
0: Hey, let's lay off JR. He does have cancer right now.
1: Does he really?
0: Best of luck, Jim. Skin cancer. What
1: are you talking... Oh,
0: my God. I'm going to say this. Jim, Jim Ross did something in life. Jim Ross... Yeah, he smokes Ross- cigarettes like constantly, and he gets wasted all the time. He's a badass boy. Yeah, See, also like seventy. He's getting fucked up all the time. He is getting fucked up. Yeah,
1: Jim Ross does occasionally. You watch AEW Dynamite, and it's looking like it looks like someone woke that old man from a beach par- uh, a beach bar and just brought him to Daly's place.
0: Yeah, of course, because that's what happened. Because he's the third guy. He just occasionally comes in. He's like, <sighs> Oh <or> fuck! <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> ah shit! <laughs> That's fucking nuts. Still the best announcer of all time is Don West, where he'd be like, ah, fuck, Christopher Daniels fucking jumped off that shit. Oh, my God. Fuck. Cock- no, God I got my
1: no one talks moved. about how good Mike Tenay and Don West were. Yeah, it was Mike Taney just, Mike just, just
0: t- doing the rest, and Don West being like, let me cut you off here, Mike. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, Look at basically- that fucking tits on Tracy Brooks, and <laughs> so then you fucking got a guy jumping. This is the fucking best thing i ever seen.
1: Literally just, uh, there's an abyss match where Mike Tanae calls the entire thing, and then it's going right into the black hole slam, and then he goes, go ahead, Don, and and then Don just goes,
0: black hole slam! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's why Don West was the best, where it's like a guy calmly (laughs) talking. It's literally what, it's how... Me but and my like, brother-in-law watch wrestling where I try and be like, oh, this guy does this, and he's like, he just fucking called that guy a bitch. Maybe that guy is a bitch. <laughs> like, like <laughs> this is what... Wrestling when needs was, more Greek men yelling at them. What it What it basically... Mike today and Don West doing commentary
1: was basically like a uh, very quiet woman in a baby boomer marriage finally laid down the law with her husband and just went, <laughs> actually, I'm talking, Don. Yeah, And so then she talks for a little bit, but all the while her overbearing, uh, intensely World War II vet husband needs to like chime in. And so that's Don West at the end of every TNA match where it's like, oh, and that's a 450 splash directly into a DDT. Go ahead, Don.
0: I just shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure a little bit of brown came out there.
1: (laughs) I think everybody knows it, but I'm just going to say it. I am tired and I want a fucking sandwich brought to the booth. Bring me a sandwich
0: to the booth. <laughs> no, it would never be that. It would be like, I need some coffee to slow down.
1: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain type of man who lives in Florida that Dylan Gott has the vibe of down perfectly. Just,
0: just I'm being paid too much for what I'm capable of. <laughs> <laughs> Don West was the best. Anyway, um, obviously he goes to San Jose University, um, and he really, really starts in earnest in the 80s with the observer i can't believe he did more newsletters before this dave meltzer before the before he goes full time with the observer had been doing newsletters to seemingly no one for 14 whole years this is the thing that people like talk about where it's like with starting
1: podcasts starting anything which is you're like man you need to be uh you know some people are successful overnight and it's like yeah and other people they invent an industry and to do that it takes them a teenager's lifetime it takes, a, uh, yeah. it takes a boy who's masturbating amount of time for Dave Meltzer to be able to literally just have people in the industry the newsletter was about be aware of the newsletter. It was like the yeah.
0: middle this 80s. Is,
1: well,
0: this and- is the odd thing. He's 59 and like 86 he decides to give up other sports journalism and really focus. So that is, he's being like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell everyone what the honky-tonk man is up to for money, and he was 27 years old, which completely... And he started, of course, when he was like 13 with these newsletters, almost completely mirroring what's like to do stand-up comedy now. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm going to leave my job where I make $50,000 a year guaranteed to explain to people the psoriasis on my penis.
1: Yeah, I need I need to be able to get a lot of rebates back from the government because <laughs> I am uh, I've gone my income has drastically shrunk to the point that people are noticeably concerned about me.
0: <laughs> um, people say I wear rags, but for your information, I can't find I those. I am nude, and I just paint my body.
1: Um, welcome everyone to the Wrestler Observer Radio. My name is Dave Meltzer. I am now uh, going to let you all know what I would be making if I had stayed working for USA Today and kept all those stocks. I'd be making less than what I'm making right now. The print media is dead, Dave Meltzer. Because here's the other thing about Dave Meltzer. By going on his own and starting his own pirate ship in 1980, whatever he did, 1980s, and then growing throughout, is he accidentally, much like Bill Simmons, became a a sports media mogul. By basically just being fired, Dave Meltzer, by doing nothing else, became this, like, absolute voice of righteousness within MMA because the only thing that's adjacent to MMA when it first started was wrestling. So Dave Meltzer accidentally has become an expert on this sort of thing in the same way that now Joe Rogan is just an expert on cultural life because people on the Internet listen to him. It's the same thing with Dale Meltzer. Dave Meltzer is now considered the sports journalist based purely on the fact that in the 80s, he just went, I'll do this by myself. And that is what media, yeah. like media empires are now. Is just well, he can't. one like, guy's he, opinion.
0: The industry is that he has is Dave Meltzer. Like, it's kind of like he could, he'd have to do the Wrestling Observer and whatever, but he could literally pivot to like, in an odd way, he's kind of like, oh, I'll just apply a gossip column format to sports. Yeah, and it's what's interesting He's the Perez Hilton is, of wrestling.
1: I was gonna say, yes, he's the Harvey Levin of wrestling, minus yeah. the cup filled with tea.
0: Oh yeah, I've fucking there was that. Uh, I think it was like a Harvey Levin documentary. I got a bit through, but Crave Bell in Canada fucking sacks. Anyway. fun fact. Fun fact about Harvey Levin:
1: I was at um, an open mic with someone, and he said, "I used to be Harvey Levin's assistant." I stole Kellyanne Conway's phone number from him. And I went, What are you talking about? And then he held it, but he's like, You want to call Kellyanne Conway? And I was like, I do, but also, why is this guy just talking to me like this at an open mic? And then I walked away. Mm -hmm. And
0: at no point did you just take take his phone?
1: No. He was much bigger and stronger.
0: You want to call Kellyanne Conway? My phone now. I want to text her. What (laughs) up, Kelly? I don't call people. (laughs) Who calls someone? He's like, Hey, I I do.
1: I still call people all the time. Really? I call Kelly I call Kellyanne Conway. Hey Kel.
0: Hey Kel, it's me, John. Just want to come in for a gossip. <laughs> so he got this is the weird thing about Meltzer where everyone says, oh, the fucking all the wrestlers hate him. Oh, and he just reports gossip. He cites some of his big influences on how he thinks about wrestling is Bill Watts and Paul Bosch. Because Bill Watts and Paul Bosch and I guarantee it was like he came to Paul Bosch and was like, Hey, uh what is running a territory like and same thing with bill watts and a single tear went down both their eyes and they went no one's ever cared before you're 100 correct yeah by the and way. then they talked for four hours what dave meltzer unblinkingly listened while sitting in a perfect posture
1: yeah dave meltzer by the way considers the day paul Bosch told him about territories and the day bill watts told him about what it is to be a bu- uh, uh a booker is he he considers that day better than the the day his children were born like he literally remembers
0: that day and then he says that's his marriage and his wife gets upset
1: yeah 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 he he thinks he's married to paul bosch
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm married to paul bosch
1: yeah exactly like he looks at his wife and he goes your name is paul and she goes you're not naming one of our kids gino
0: yeah and this is the other thing is wrestlers would tell him how much they made and then he was basically this huge book of knowledge for how much every wrestler in every territory is getting paid and obviously, promoters ended up hating that, and wrestlers would use him, just basically to be like, "Well, this guy's getting paid this much, even though that guy released that information." Like, wrestler A would be like, "I get four thousand a shot for this." Release that in the Observer. Dave Meltzer would print it. Everyone would read that, and then now that's the new price. It's also that thing of it's an. It, he's gone through
1: waves, which is now he is a respected journalist. But in the '80s, he was a pariah. Like, obviously, he was Howard- actually
0: reporting on like there's still kayfabe. Remember because. <laughs> the nwa never don't forget this is they had after the wwf came out and was like hey athletic commissions are no we're no longer beholden to them because we're fake the nwa had this massive thing where it was like yeah wwf is fake this is still real fighting Everyone was like okay cool real fighting with the missing link exactly yeah it's the real fighting it's the missing link
1: versus um uh rick flair in a we're hugging and friends match yeah, yeah. makes sense this is real
0: yeah, exactly. Ric Flair does. <laughs> Ric Flair has a way he falls down every single time, but it's yeah, it's fake.
1: Perfect. All right. I just want to go through the, the waves I see of Dave Meltzer's sort of wrestler observer career. And then I want That's to go through the, the waves, big, the big stories that he's broken. OK, f- the 80s. So 80. So basically 80s until the steroid era. He is this pariah giving actual news mm-hmm. um, and fucking up the mojo of pro wrestling. WWF new generation and the NWO era, he is an ally for them to like get information out like how much is their contract worth, um, where are people going to manipulate the bosses, that sort of stuff. Then after that, he becomes a pariah again because he announces some stuff that kind of fucks some people over. And now he is like the old, aged, loving journalist of wrestling and sort of this weird half tastemaker, half like this fucking guy doesn't know what he's talking about
0: yeah I don't know that he's I think he's just like people now criticize him because he has like you said created an industry um I'm really interested in how it got off because this this is the fun thing about the observer is that like you hear nothing but shoot which we have on all our socials now like Instagram TikTok, and Twitter is you we post all these videos of just wrestlers shitting on him but also like 1985, he credits two things with the fact that he could go full-time or even approach going full-time with the Observer, which was um, Jim Melby, who is a another wrestling columnist at the time, gave him a ringing endorsement in one of his columns, and most of his subscribers being professional wrestlers. Yeah. Because like Like I said, that's how you knew what fucking Dirty Dick Slater was making as opposed to you and that's how you knew what the house was in this territory is there's there's no internet it's just the wrestling observer on this weird piece of paper with i assume blood marks on it because dave like ate a pigeon outside instead because he needed the protein
1: yeah he was hand, yeah he was hand publishing each epi- each magazine by literally killing birds siphoning <laughs> their gas yeah
0: he was doing the old sideshow bobble he he had foregone the printing press at this time he said that was for losers
1: yeah 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 uh, i'll pr- i will print this um with my ass and everyone thought they, <laughs> dave was joking and he was like oh no that's actually how he's doing it
0: also um, he credits a lot of early scoops with just being hammered guys calling him up hammered because they were on the west coast and he was on the east coast and being like i got a report for you i got the biggest goddamn no, the, dick in this country and then he's like well, oh, it's the other way
1: it's the other way is he was on the west coast they were on the east coast so he's in san jose uh-huh. then they they'd call him drunk from fucking boston so it's it's fucking midnight there. It's nine a.m. nine p.m. in the in the West. Dave is just settled down to sitting in a big thing of paper with a bunch of pens, and he gets called by um, I assume one of the bu- br- British bulldog. Allah is fucking Dave. It's time Yeah, Jake's a fuck. Jake's
0: a fuck. Yeah, we just strangled and killed a dog. Click.
1: Yeah. I was just saying, so I just wanted to let you know that you should report we had to buy a new matilda cuz I just fucked it to death. I'm never
0: <laughs> Well, yes, this is yeah, this is uh and this is a lot of his scoops. And I think a lot of the reason he sticks with the observer is because he's famous within the world of wrestling and he for sure like there's there's a reason you do something and if you're doing it just purely for money which everyone in wrestling is like we're just in this for the money you're not because otherwise you would have just been an engineer or something well they kind of don't know what money is in that weird way if they're like i'm in it for the money
1: you're like are you and they're like yeah i don't know what that is though like it's like you'd go and do something else if you were in it for the money that would allow you to stay home and have a good quality of life and he's like yeah i
0: get you would paid Never in have an- to travel
1: i get paid in an opportunity to not look at my wife that's what i get yeah. paid in The payment I
0: am is that everyone has to see the outline of my hog every night.
1: That's my payment. I get paid in two things. People seeing the outline of my hog and also being able to take a shit in a different hotel public bathroom every time I want to.
0: (laughs) I don't use my own bathroom. I'm not into that gimmick. I go to the lobby every time. That's a little life hack. Here's a little
1: life hack from me to you. Go into the bathroom use the toilet in the sink wash your hands in the toilet
0: go to someone else's room knock and say can i use your toilet and they say you don't you have a toilet in my room maybe yeah but i want to use yours then you use yours. then you jack off in their sink and then you go into your toilet jack off in the toilet that's two jack offs right. and one dump so let's go through the big phases of dave meltzer that explain well, let's, his take, big let's do that after a break we'll take a break and then come back
1: all right After the break, here are the following things we're going to talk about. How podcasts have revealed who hates Dave Meltzer. Mm -hmm. It's everyone in the office who clearly just is made to look like an asshole by his ability to find out information. Two, we're going to talk about the WrestleMania 3 attendance record. Four, we're skipping three. (laughs) Skip three! We're talking about all the TV appearances he's made throughout the years. Five, Dylan and I full make out. Yes. After the break. Hi, everyone. We just wanted to take this moment to thank everyone who subscribes to our Patreon. Um, you, This show is already worthwhile for us because it's very fun to talk about cum, but it's more fun to get paid for talking about cum, which you allow us to do. So keep drinking that cum. Cum drinkers. Uh, it's WrestleMania 3. This, I think, is the first big... This is the first long-lasting dispute Dave Meltzer has with the WWE, which is... They go, it's 93,000 people at the Pontiac Silverdome, and Dave Meltzer then counts everyone in the crowd and goes, absolutely not, it's in the 70s. And Bruce Pritchard is still angry that they got caught about this.
0: It's... Well, he could also call the venue. You could also call the Silverdome and be like, how much was it? And they'd be like, oh. Like, it's a but matter this of is, public record. This is the thing. and that. But what's weird is the WWE claim still will be like, no, we paid taxes
1: on $93,000. And it's like, like, I mean, I don't think you did.
0: Yeah, they just that. say it. Like, I don't know. It's like like a lot of the wrestlers aren't the actual weight they are. Did you know that, John?
1: I mean, that blew my. It took me. It took me years into doing this show, when you pointed out, you're like, oh yeah, like the Undertaker's probably six five, and I was like,
0: oh, <laughs> yeah, horse he is. Well, it is like a weird thing that like we've all we have both stood next to pro wrestlers, and it's like, man, if I face Christopher Daniels, my finisher could be the Chokeslam.
1: Yeah, that's the crazy thing is you realize you're like, oh, I could absolutely yeah. um, have been a big man wrestler. And that is that is a real insult to other big man wrestlers.
0: Yeah, I mean, not in the not in the WWF. We'd still be just like we'd be spark plugs in the WWF. But like oh, in WWE, I... we're fucking big man wrestlers. Buddy, in AEW, I would be the Big Show. You would. You would be. You'd be going eye to eye with the Butcher and being like, "Oh my God, look at him! Look how big he is!" Oh, he oh tripped. Oh his, feet. His own feet have been his undoing once again.
1: Who is the? Who's that giant guy that was around AJ Styles for a while? Omas. Yeah, I'm. T- I'm two inches taller than that guy.
0: No, Omas is six two. You think?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's six. AJ Styles is four foot eleven
0: aj styles is actually just a thumbtack that's why you can do such oppressive things you just flick him and then he's like "Whoa, look how many flips he did
1: it's also aj styles is sort of a, a evidence for not doing any drugs or uh drinking or being very christian because he is uh like it's something like he is as old as hulk hogan was in the nwo and you're like man he looks way better than hulk hogan did then people just look way better than that
0: but anyway uh Meltzer. Claims to have had um, contacts in the main office since 1987, the main office of the WWE. Um, He, of course, this is the crazy thing about how small the UFC was back then. And the reason why he starts covering the UFC is because the UFC is what, like, every pro wrestler forever said, yeah, but, like, if you actually know amateur wrestling, you're the best fighter. And then the UFC proved that wrong. So it's really interesting to cover, like, obviously all these old guys they're still old. Like, Billy Robinson's still past the time where he could actually compete in athletic competition. But just all these old guys still have to be like, Dr. Death would still kill him. So they're kind yeah, of in it's, that <laughs> corner. Of like that's this, an interesting point.
1: Yeah. And it's also like people like Danny Hodge, if the UFC had been around, would have had such a different career. Because there is applied knowledge for what Danny Hodge, say, did it yeah. as an amateur wrestler that goes into UFC and it's the most important thing Dave Meltzer does in his career, weirdly, is create this weird offshoot of expertise that is very much rooted in how he got information in wrestling, but then moves forward. It's also his entree into the UFC beca- um, begats him acolytes in that people like Ariel Hawani are clearly just being a more social, engaged version of Dave Meltzer. Like the way that Ariel Helwani, yeah. um uh, behaves as a journalist the way that he is very much all about like he he treats it as seriously as the goddamn wa- like White House papers um, is how much Ariel Helwani and Dave Meltzer treat MMA information but what's weird about Dave is Dave now at this point in his UFC coverage he is so kind of the like he's kind of the he behaves himself. You know what I mean. He's very.
0: I've never really heard of him that he's critical been of the UFC because he's like he basically at a point had to be like, okay, am I going with MMA or pro wrestling? And I guarantee, because around the same time the UFC is getting really, really popular, is the Benoit murder. And then he sees those numbers with the Benoit murder, and he for sure goes, "I'm still pro wrestling." Or like, yeah, the Benoit murder happens, and he's like, "Okay, am I not going to cover something that could?" And he said this kill my industry kill professional wrestling because the steroids and benoit's system like benoit had like everything wrong with pro wrestling everything everyone's always complained about um was in was of what chris benoit fell victim to and just like the inherent problems with professional wrestling such as like obviously these guys are just violent maniacs who need to prove themselves because the thing they do is silly and fake um so it's like he had that line in the sand and he clearly chose to go with wrestling once again and he'll stay with it till the day he dies I assume typing a word that he'll he'll just yeah. type the word Kofi Kingston and then pass away but sitting up like his his body will not allow himself to do
1: yeah but I think it's weirdly the last thing he will write is Vince McMahon's eulogy what just happened
0: I said bye to my wife and son that's fun hmm
1: um I assume you make them watch you do the podcast every week. They were just sat in a chair watching you.
0: Yes, just behind this computer is uh, Felix. I He needs to hear about Dave Meltzer.
1: Oh, wait a minute. Is your son, do you dress your son up like a little cameraman every time we do the rest of <laughs> review? Yes, I do. That's so fun. Oh, count us in.
0: And I yell, stand, stand. Yeah. This is how you stand. And if I know your son at all, this is what he then reacts to doing. This is what he does. <laughs> yeah he just looks over he just looks up at he tries to find a light to look at um obviously the two biggest uh stories are the steroid trial and melter obviously does not gain favor this is the interesting thing where well yeah so because okay melter the first thing is the thing biggest is he pain ca- in the ass with vince mcmahon but also this is where him and vince mcmahon actually gain they actually gain a relationship with each other because vince is just probably He's like, I fucking have to vent to someone. And this guy obviously cares about wrestling. And also Dave is on Vince's side
1: in the steroid trial. He's re- Because the way Dave reports it, he's like, the government doesn't have a case in the way they're doing this. He, They would have had a case if they had done other things. But the way that they went after Vince McMahon for the steroid trial, they had no case. Vince McMahon wins. That's the craziest thing about it. And that's yeah. the most interesting thing about Dave Meltzer is... Dave Meltzer actually is usually like the most pro pro wrestling voice as a journalist in that, like he is very much of the, like they don't respect this sport, even though it's a huge part of the entertainment industry, it's always been a huge boon to television. Um, But here's how they're fucking us in our fun thing. And then that same analytical eye is then turned on the promoters and turned on the creative. And they really, really hate it in the way like, the steroid trial, he was actually very pro-McMahon. When he appears on Donahue, he's actually weirdly pro-McMahon because he's like, a bunch of the stuff these people have said is unverified, a bunch of the points Vince McMahon is saying are actually true. Mm-hmm. Like He very much was like, yeah, Superstar Billy Graham has some points about steroids, but it's also like Superstar Billy Graham was taking steroids well after he was in the WWF. Like It's a problem with wrestling at the hole. He shouldn't be sick. Yeah, it's not, like-
0: it's not he started in the WWF. It was something he did already
1: yeah and that's the thing with dave is dave will point he's like that's he's being hypocritical i must point out that hypocrisy and you're like thank you dave you weird weird man
0: also the thing he has in common with Man is we got to touch on it again these guys are doing vanity steroids amazing point i'm gonna throw that out there like dave meltzer and i don't think it's like i'm not one of those people who like will judge anyone for doing steroids because like you know fucking people do blow all the time on the every weekend people who are these people and then who these it used people? to be, uh, they used to be two people uh, talking to each other. I'll tell you that, but it used to like, um, but like you know, yeah, people I'd... do recreational drugs. So who cares if you're doing fucking steroids like Dave Meltzer is? He's he's vascular as shit, and the man probably works 16 hours a day, six days a week. Like, of course he's yeah. doing steroids. It's either that it's or talking to his kids, and we steroids. all
1: know how he feels about talking about talking to his kids.
0: They probably talk about – Vince McMahon and Dave Meltzer probably talk about how sleep is for pussies for two hours, and then they talk about just bench for two hours, and then they get into
1: wrestling. It's mostly just – yeah, just two guys saying the word bench to each other, not listening. Like, I guarantee most of Dave Meltzer's conversations with Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon thinks he's talking to a mirror. That's why Dave Meltzer got (laughs) henched, by the way, is he had to – yeah. It's just like reflection
0: on the wall. McMahon.
1: But, uh, <laughs> yeah, reflection on the wall. Why are you so th-
0: mirror, pudgy? Mirror I... on the wall. You look fucking sick again. Yes, I yeah, do. Mirror... Tell me what the honky tonk man's problem is. Okay, I don't know why you said something different than me, but here it is. Yeah, and also, I don't know why like, this. How over under on the amount of wheel- meals combined Vince McMahon and Dave Meltzer have ate sitting down in their lives? Oh, my God. They hate it. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee every time Vince just gets his hand on food, he instinctively stands up. I mean, I'm, you know, I'll you shit know my understand? pants. It saves time. Dave Meltzer has
1: been pretty pro the Saudi Arabia deal for the WWE for no other reason than he's very jealous the WWE gets to go to a country with such order
0: twice a year. <laughs> they, really, uh, they really know how to treat them down there.
1: Yeah, oh, my God. So relax. No movies. No distraction. So relaxing.
0: No. I mean, Saudi Arabia is going to be entertainment capital. I love the Saudi Arabia is being like, "We're going to be the new Vegas." You know, Vegas was founded on uh, some we, a lot of weird stuff. So is this place? Yeah, yeah. You know how Vegas
1: was uh, was founded by a violent cabal of uh, uh, of uh, people that came from a warm place near a body of water? Yeah, here too. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um... So basically there's that sort of stuff. Then it's again the uh, he has a big boon in the Monday Night uh, wars because he basically becomes the guy who's who predicts all of the jumping and also is an amazing tool uh for wrestlers to know exactly how much a contract was worth. Bear in mind, like the the outsiders have claimed at different times that they had favored nations in their contract. And, and um so if anyone came in with a higher salary than them, they got that higher salary. Mm-hmm. Um so Dave Mel- and Dave Meltzer is one of the first people to report this. Um, this is also when he becomes a real side in the thorn of people like Eric Bischoff and Bruce Prichard because of McMahon, Thor in the sign of you know what I'm fucking side. saying. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Sign, fuck
0: you. Not sign.
1: Sigh, That's what I said. You said thorn. In the... Never mind.
0: Continue. Correct. Whatever me. you're going to say. Mr. Pink shirt. Correct me again. And this podcast is over. I mean, oh, we should mention this without patrons. This podcast. Would have ended a long time ago. Thank you very much. Continue, John. That's right. <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to take this time to thank all
1: of our patrons for um, uh, giving us some money and helping us pay Christopher Hobson, who does amazing research. Because if he's not here, this is the research that you get.
0: Hey, Dylan,
1: who's Dave Meltzer?
0: Uh, some fucked, fucking loser with a mullet. You mean he, high point? he doesn't have a mullet which means the ultimate bitch move if you're born with a mullet die with a mullet yeah low, low point cut the mullet high point when he had a mullet Goodbye. <laughs> high point being swole low point cutting the mullet get swole get a mullet covered in fanny packs no shirt or pants i'm yeah, only
1: yeah. storage options excuse me sir you told me you're from san jose and your trousers do not anywhere have the american flag on them mm. i would like a goddamn explanation
0: Oh, San Jose Sharks! More, you're the San Jose Shark, you fucking loser! Get out I will of here. say this: Where the San
1: Jose Sharks, possibly the greatest vintage sports gear that is out mm. there right now, and I am suddenly in the Thank need you. for a San Jose Shark T-shirt. And I
0: love the fact that they kept with the obnoxious colors even over years. John, say some more things about Dave Meltzer, then we'll wrap so, him up. We got the Monday Night Wars time. Then that leads
1: into the WCW bri- uh, bankruptcy and the ECW bankruptcy, which are all these are like Dave's like a high point for subscription, high point for subscription. Montreal Screwjob, high point for subscriptions. Yes. Then he also nothing-
0: thought that that would ruin the business. Sorry to cut you off. But like that, that he thought that WCW and ECW going out of business because it's funny because he also covered this is how much Dave Meltzer hates personal relationships. He also covered the death of roller derby. This is what happened with roller derby, but it was also like, why? Who? Who
1: was demanding roller derby in your magazine? Dave Meltzer was like, "I love roller derby.
0: I'm going to cover it." He's a man who, above everything else, and you said Joe Rogan, and I think that Dave Meltzer obviously isn't as whatever you want to say about Joe Rogan. He's not as much of a fucking charlatan as Joe Rogan, which is just Dave Meltzer doesn't have be like, "Hey, I'm going to sell you this pill, and it makes you fucking super smart." but they are the same person where joe rogan was like i like stand-up i want to do stand-up and then bill hicks was like hey you're a worse version of me you get to open for me okay sweet um you else i like fighting i'm gonna do the commentary for this fighting hey this fighting thing became the uh, one of the bigger sports on the planet somehow okay cool i like talking with my friends i'm going to talk with my friends now that now you like can have politicians on it'll move their numbers dave Meltzer did the exact same thing i like wrestling i'm going to talk about wrestling i like roller derby that didn't work out But, like, the wrestling thing clearly did. And he's helped by... He's helped by ECW because ECW... Well, he's
1: so helped by ECW because...
0: They popularize fucking nerds.
1: Yeah, popularize knowing... Like, you're not... In ECW, you're not nerds. You're incels. And you, my friends, are going to (laughs) have your own
0: president. It's true, though. Like, he... With the advent of the internet, it's like Dave Meltzer... That type of wrestling fan is popularized in the late 90s. And... If you're looking at it, him going full time at the Observer, him starting the Observer in '93, I'd say '93 to '97. He waits 14 years for his ship to truly come in, and there's honestly some, nothing. There's he has this column in a major newspaper. I forget what the newspaper is, but he it, does report an all on wrestling. Sport, there's a, there's an all, the all sports, sports national, news.
1: The national there was like yeah. a it was like a like a proto U S today USA Today that I think might have been all sports at one point. And he was there. That's when he, the That was in the 90s. That's when he sort of took a step back from the Observer and then revved right back with the Observer. Like He was kind of like, am I going to go yeah.
0: somewhere else? No. The National didn't work out. So imagine the National is like a version of The Athletic, but actually a, a paper, like an actual fucking physical paper.
1: Yeah, it'd be like, imagine if ProPublica was just about sports and you would be like, I don't want to meet those journalists. They are all bullies. And according to Dave Meltzer, you're right.
0: Honestly, I think all right, so obviously now the man is 62 years old, but he's still doing great work. There's one comment by, I forget, he's a respected journalist, but the man's comment was, Dave Meltzer covers wrestling better than anyone else covers anything. The White House, anything. Dave Meltzer. It's 100% true. As a journalist,
1: this man is unparalleled in terms of amount of sources, integrity. The only time that there's you can actually go after his... Um, his reporting is when he verges into opinion, opinion being the rating system. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even for his rating system, he is using like insider people, Jim Cornette's rating system that Jim Cornette invented with one of the progenitors of wrestling newsletters, Weasel mm-hmm. Dooley. That's the rating system that Dave is using. Dave also, like, it's this weird thing of he is shed all of the clearly long-time sources. Like, you can clear the, For me, Jim Cornette and Dave Meltzer's falling out on Twitter over AW. What it actually is, is Dave Meltzer no longer needs Jim Cornette as a source, and Jim Cornette was clearly one of Dave Meltzer's long-term sources.
0: Yeah. Like, I that, think that... But it's also, like, they fell out over... And it's crazy. They fell out over Kenny Omega, which is very much, like, you know, the, the classic love and hate are this close together. And it's like, yeah, these nerds were going to fall out because, you know uh dave meltzer's keeping up with what wrestling what's happening with wrestling now and jim cornett's idea of what wrestling is is very much rooted in the 80s and i think they're both right like i don't i don't know i'm not gonna take a side i've
1: taken a side
0: we're gonna take sides Whose side
1: bruce pritchard's weirdly is the side i've ended up on
0: but imagine though i think this is the line in the sand imagine like we both love comedy but imagine our friendship ended because you liked the Chappelle special that just came out and I didn't.
1: So it would mirror real life.
0: It would. <laughs> so yes, we don't talk off camera.
1: Yeah, yeah. D- Dylan and I are the Mike and the Mad Dog of pro wrestling comedy podcasts. By the way, that is such a good. That's such a good niche sports reference for our sports journalist episode of Dave Meltzer here on the Wrestler oh, Review. Because yeah. if you guys got a Mike and the Mad Dog reference, you better suck my dick. Also, what... You know. <laughs> Um, I just got a text. It's the weirdest thing to be doing a wrestling podcast and then get a text message from your therapist that says you ready? Cause you have therapy right after this. And it's just a weird time to be talking about pro wrestling and then have a therapist text you. Cause they're just sort of like, they have oh. a,
0: do they accompany with a sound, with a sound, uh, with a sound memo that just said, do do do. He, t- he turns on uh, you know how you can turn on active
1: texts. Mm-hmm. So whenever he sends me, you ready? It just, uh, it's on fire. <laughs> <laughs>
0: John, what's the best thing and the worst thing about David Meltzer?
1: The best thing about uh, Dave Meltzer is I think Dave Meltzer provides an actual um, the nerd voice narrative of pro wrestling in that when he does appear on television to give journalistic perspective on wrestling, he never editorializes. He literally just says the facts, which I think has helped in things like the Benoit murders, because... Everyone else was giving like, this is terrible. This is tragic. And Dave Meltzer came on and was basically like, here is what happened. Here's how wrestling may have contributed to it. Here's how wrestling did not contribute to it. These are the facts in the same way that all those wrestlers who died, he reported all of them with lengthy obituaries. But it's like it was painkillers probably because he was a wrestler. Can we blame wrestling? Like it's that weird sort of line that Dave Meltzer kind of walks
0: yes he reports on things he gives a clear reporting of what happened um obviously i'm not talking about the behind the scenes stuff which most wrestlers will say he just kind of takes kind of hearsay and then just prints it up but i just mean like on the benoit murders which is probably one of the most i mean the most important thing that's ever happened in wrestling is those absolutely he reports on them and why was, spin, why was it important, though? Why was it important? Because Vince McMahon is Fox News the man, and Vince McMahon, if he was the only, or if wrestlers were the only resource for them to have on CNN, then they would have just been like, oh, well, actually, he we never wrestled for us. I don't know who that guy is.
1: Also, the reason why Dave Meltzer loves the Benoit murders is he feels that Nancy Benoit, Benoit protected kayfabe. She protected it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's But I... Didn't create, but he definitely helped popularize a type of wrestling fan that obviously everyone listening to this show is. And yes. honestly, if there's no Dave Meltzer, there's no wrestler review. And if there's no Dave Meltzer, I'm going to say it. Me and John, probably in the eyes of our peers and our family, have better lives. But also worse lives, effectively, because being a wrestling fan is pretty goddamn fun, John.
1: One last thing: without Dave Meltzer, there's no AEW.
0: Without Dave Meltzer, there's like nothing. Like it's it's crazy, but without Dave Meltzer, there's no like the Attitude Era is different. Everything's different.
1: Yeah, there's Vince no, Russo. Everyone Vince who, Russo doesn't have an audience. Like it's a fat. He's such yeah. an interesting. Like he's one of those people where it's like I almost feel like we should do a year of Dave Meltzer, um, no. just to see. Yeah. Over I mean, a
0: year on guys, I don't want to even do multi-part episodes ever at
1: Tweet at Dylan. Do we do a year long Dave Meltzer review? Even if Every, it's
0: sixteen thousand people to vote yes, it's not happening.
1: Everyone to start a civil war within the wrestler review. It's the wrestler versus the review. I am the wrestler. Do we do a year long Dave Meltzer? That's tweet
0: at Dylan got We'll use all uh, the it, Patreon money. I'm gonna i I'm gonna mail through snail mail Dave Meltzer six boiled eggs. And we're going to have a camera above his house. When he opens them in the mail, he if he doesn't say, hmm, these are ready to eat, and just skulls them without taking the shells off, I'll give you each 50 bucks.
1: Yeah, that's where the real protein is. Ready right <laughs>
0: to <it> eat. <clears throat> Ooh, the blood lets you know it's good. <clears throat> mm,
1: sometimes, you, sometimes you feel the shell when you're passing it.
0: I require fuel for your car. No, for my body. Give me the Snickers. I'll eat it with the fucking yeah. on. Anyway, what's the, name, um, what's the worst thing about Dave Meltzer?
1: What's the worst thing about Dave Meltzer? That time he gave the Kenny Omega match seven stars, and then I had to listen. Then re- the wrestling, the corner of the internet that's just wrestling was so annoying for like a year and a half because every comment was like, I give this comment seven stars. Lol. And it's like, shut, shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah, I I know the worst thing about Dave Meltzer is probably his relationship with anyone that loves him. I'll tell you who I have a relationship with, the people I love. Unless they also have—this is the other thing I never take into account. Maybe his wife has like a very comprehensive and successful column about The Bachelor.
1: It's interesting his mom she makes more what,
0: money than him but we just don't care cuz it's all about The Bachelor and the ins and outs of The Bachelor but she's a fucking queen.
1: His mom is a is his wife is really into Mumsnet. Net. She's one of the owners of Mumsnet, Net which was a very successful Mum's social media network and it's really? now been it's now been taken over by uh um pro turf activists and it's just become like a very intense like a uh, well font of anti-trans activity on the internet. And it's the, f- I like don't know in- if
0: this is true, but I will this- say then her life completely mirrors her husband's. <laughs> 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 because I guarantee there's a lot of people listening to this right now. Who's like, even when I mentioned the Chappelle special, pause the episode to fucking throw another couple of Twitter comments about it. on. Oh
1: yeah. On I want
0: you to say this right now. What I said about her working for Mumsnet, not true.
1: What I said about mom's net is apparently very true and I will tell you this it does mirror what's happened to pro wrestling. What's that? Donald Trump's uh, uh the president of the United States? Well, certain things are about to get very politicized. Like what? Oh, buddy. Being a mom Listen. and pro wrestling. How
0: are those things even connected? Shut the fuck up. This is then they're the perfect they're the perfect match. I guarantee Dave Meltzer and his wife, they're both worried about missing leg day, so when they do make love, they attach just ankle weights on their entire body of so you get a pump and a pump you know what i mean yeah
1: they call that the dylan God.
0: she tells him to go she tells uh they argue about who's going to be on top because that's the person that gets more calories burnt and they're the champion as th- that's the thing, that's the <laughs> thing. <laughs> i'm gonna put you over that's what he says and then she winks at him and makes another post about turfs of course or that she's pro turf or not thanks very much for listening guys i'm uh, Give yourselves a round of applause right now. We'll pause for that.
1: You made it through. Also, if you're a if you're a Patreon uh portrayer member, member, um, guess what you are? A lucky duck. You are you are the Dave Meltzer of the (laughs) Wrestler Review.
0: That's true. You're a turf. Yeah. What? No. (laughs) (laughs) You. If you listen to this show, you are friends with the turf that's not true i'm sorry yep yep don't listen <laughs> no. yep, that's oh, right dylan. <laughs> go ahead dylan go ahead
1: it's so uh, nice by the way it's so nice that you get to have a sleepless night knowing that uh no context wrestler review is out there just waiting to make you seem like a monster just to know you're,
0: uh don't worry guys i just want you no context rest review. if you're out there you can say this unequivocally right now john hastings no turf. <laughs> no <I'm> no <laughs> anyway for, um, I'm woke Dylan Gott, that's turf John Hastings. You can catch us at Dylan Gott, D Y L A N G O T T, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're posting stand up clips all the time at the John Hastings, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Go to fucking at wrestler review for Twitter, Instagram, fucking our, Re- our Facebook page, um, facebook.com. Did you know that's the website? Backslash wrestler review. We're posting long form clips this week. I think I posted a bunch of five star matches that Dave Meltzer liked Japanese ones, so we won't get copyright claims cool Um, and thanks so much for donating we're up to 80 recorded a new ad this week Uh, we want to get up to 100 patrons if you want we'll think of something to do I actually have all these old wrestling magazines I'll start mailing them out to people if we get to 100 listeners people who have donated the most and for the longest thank you very very much for donating John do you have anything else to say I love you all. I have to
1: go. Uh, this episode would have been longer if Dylan could arrive on time. But Dylan, and this is what he said right before the show started, I don't respect the listeners to our podcast. I show up when I
0: please. That's true. I said that. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye. fuck, 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 fuck,
1: fuck, fuck me.